Welcome to our Baby on the Brand series, where we bring awareness to Canadian female entrepreneurs, influencers, musicians, and boss babes who are in prevailing and fascinating careers, breaking the mold in their respective industries, building communities, empowering women, and are showing other Canadian babes that hard work, perseverance, and loud voices pays off. We hope that our series will inspire you as you build your own successful empire and pave the way for your own revolution. Get inspired, feel empowered, and get to know more about the babe beyond the brand. Welcome to the town of Smith's Falls. Enjoy the small town big adventure feeling this holiday season by taking part in all of the festive programs and events taking place. Marion Bright is an annual shop local incentive for the Christmas season. And this year, there are 22 participating retailers and 35 different gift boxes available. Beginning today, you can pre-order any of these lovely gift boxes directly from the participating retailers. Boxes will be available for pickup beginning December 1st through until December 24th. See the full list of participating businesses as well as the 2022 Marion Bright gift box menu by visiting the Experience Smith Falls Facebook page or by joining the Marion Bright 2022 event on the Town of Smith Falls Facebook page and join in on the discussion. And there's lots of other events going on this month, including the Celebration of Lights taking place Saturday, December 3rd, the Smith Falls Holiday Village taking place on December 9th and 10th from 5 to 9 p.m. at Settlers Ridge, the North Pole Express, and the Santa Claus Parade taking place on December 10th. Our friendly atmosphere and hospitality will make you feel right at home. We can't wait to see you. She's a serial entrepreneur who doesn't let society's expectations of what a career should look like define her. She's been teaching babes their own magic through makeup artistry for the past eight years and is one of the most sought after makeup artists in the wedding industry. This babe also has her own cruelty-free and vegan makeup line, is the co-owner of Astrid Park Camper Motel, and she is a manifestation queen. I came to learning about her from a former Carlton Place guest, Kara Miles from The Lash Nook, and after following along on social media and tuning into her story through her own podcast, All Roads Lead to Therapy, I've learned how strong this babe really is. Please welcome Jackie Kunsi. I hope I did not butcher your name. I feel like I still did, but we all know her <laughs> as Jackie K, the makeup mains and manifestation babe from Smith Falls to babe beyond the brand. Oh, that was such a nice intro. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. I discovered you through Kara and I've been obsessed ever since. I think I've listened to every single episode. <laughs> Jackie, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kara, like, just talked you up so much. I was like, I have to listen to this episode immediately. And I love everything you're doing with just, like, empowering women in the entire Ottawa Valley region. I think it's epic. (laughs) Thank you so much for saying that. Like, that just means so much to me. Now, Jackie, I have been dying to tell you this story because everything in my life, I feel like, is aligning me right to this moment where we are today And it's like a domino effect. So I was referred to Kara from Kate from the BIA in downtown Carleton Place. So Kate put her name forward and said, you got to meet this girl. Kara and I connected immediately. I loved her. And at the end of every episode, I ask every one of my guests, who's one local boss babe that inspires you that you think everyone should know about? She's like, Jackie Kay. And I'm like, okay, tell me about her. Who is she? And she's like, you've got to meet her. You're going to love her. So I'm thinking about, who I want on my podcast for baby on the brand this month. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I know Jackie K. So I'm doing my research. I'm plugging away, making notes, scrolling your social media accounts. Then I go on Facebook and then I start seeing, actually, let me back up a little bit. I'm on Instagram first. And then I start seeing this one person who is liking all your stuff that you and I have a mutual friend with. She's liking your stuff. She's commenting. And we're going back to 2020, 2021, even 2019. I'm like, how does she know her? Okay, I don't think twice. I'm like, everyone knows Jackie K. Apparently, I was just like out of the loop. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm on Facebook and I'm like seriously doing some deep dive research. Then I see you two are friends. I call her up and I say, Erin, the Valley Folk Mama, who is my sister? How do you know Jackie K? Wait, are you kidding me? Oh my God, I didn't know that. 
oh that is hilarious and I'm like oh my gosh this is all making sense and I call Erin up and I'm like how do you know Jackie Kay she's like the Aussies Holly the Aussies have kidnapped me oh my god okay what a small world that was like literally the last person I was expecting but if like it makes so much sense that your sisters because you're both such boss babes like it all makes sense I love Erin Jackie you are so sweet I know oh my god that's amazing oh I love her new business too that she started like being a personal stylist and doing wardrobe declutters and oh it's genius it's so funny because I feel like this is something that she was meant to do for so long she's been coming over to my house for years going through my closet being like throw this out throw this away you had this when you were in high school this probably doesn't even fit you anymore and I'm like and then when you go in her clothes like in her drawers and her in her dresser Jackie everything even down from her underwear and socks is so organized I'm like who has time for oh this? my god that's so satisfying though yeah I'm, I am not, <laughs> I am not an organization queen but I can appreciate the organization like aesthetically <laughs> all right Jackie we're gonna keep getting off topic I feel like I know, this entire I know. <laughs> episode and I feel like I've known you for years already but We are here to talk about mains, makeup, manifestation, and your camper motel, but let's first get to know you. So we're going to back up a little bit. You're originally from Calgary, Alberta, and you've got quite the story because you are an abuse survivor. You actually spent a year with your mom and your brother at women's shelters. You've got an abusive dad. Are you comfortable enough to get into this with me? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I'd love your story. (laughs) So we grew up in Calgary, Alberta, as you said, with an abusive dad. Um, It ended up being a situation where we had to flee and move into a women's shelter when I was very young. I was five. Um, But we didn't actually end up leaving Alberta until I was around 10. And it became a situation of basically life or death. We had to relocate, change our last names, everything, leave the province. Um, So that's what brought me into Ontario and specifically to Belleville, Ontario, just halfway between between Toronto and Ottawa. And we ended up living in a women's shelter there as well. So I've been in and out of women's shelters for a lot of my childhood. Um, And honestly, they're the saving grace of everything. But that's kind of what brought me to Ontario. That's a bit about we went through every kind of abuse I think you could imagine. Um, and I'm like fully comfortable getting into as many details as you like. We'll keep it like fairly brief because I know like there's so much that we want to talk about, Jackie. And we do want to drive people to listen to your podcast episode where you really share the entire story. But basically, your mom was given two options before you guys came to Ontario, and that was either you guys go into the witness protection program, and this is no fun Mary Kate and Ashley movie, whatever no. that movie was. Like, and I say that <laughs> oh my lightly God, I and know. wholeheartedly. Like, yeah, going into the witness protection program is not a laughing matter as much as like our lips no. are sealed made it to be. Yeah, it's not. But at the same time, now looking back, I can like making light of everything is also like how I like talk about it and Mm -hmm. how I cope. You know what I mean? So like, I love the jokes, keep them coming. (laughs) But you guys had that option was either to go into the witness protection program or relocate entirely to a new province. Yeah. And my mom chose to relocate to another province because if we joined the witness protection program, we would have had to give up contact with everyone from our past. So family and friends, and we wouldn't, we weren't allowed to tell anyone where we were going, even let alone the fact that we were going. Um, And my mom really wanted to keep those relationships for us and for herself too. And if you join the witness protection program, you also don't get a say in where you go. So we could have ended up like in the Northwest territories. And my mom really needed to be around support systems during that time. So she was originally from Ontario and half her family lived in Ottawa, half lived in Toronto area. So she chose Belleville as kind of like the place, the safe place that we would go to because she would have that network around her already. I was so gonna, I think it was for us and for her. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was going to ask why you guys chose, well, why you guys, why she chose specifically Belleville, but I'm thinking it's a nice rural community. It's a small town. Was she ever yeah. afraid though? Like that your dad was like going to find you guys? Oh, definitely. Like I think every day in our lives until really until like I hit 18, like there was always that fear in the back of your head. And I don't think that ever really leaves you, but I'd say when I turned 18, that's when I started to be at peace with it. Um, but she actually, when we first arrived, we went to Ottawa to my aunt and uncles and my uncle actually to, he was the one that chose Belleville. He chose a few towns, but he toured her around all of them. And like the Prince Edward County area was where my mom felt like most at home and she loved it the most. I mean, it's a beautiful area. So it's easy to see why. So that's how she kind of landed on that. And then the fact that it was in between all of her family just made it perfect. May I ask where your dad is now? He's in, well, we don't really know. So I was just in Las Vegas with my grandpa. Actually, I reconnected with him a few years ago after literally over two decades of not seeing him. So I just went to Vegas to go see him. We have like a wonderful relationship now. And he let us know that he's now in the hospital. My dad's in the hospital. He has COPD. Um, and he's like on his deathbed. And honestly, that news to me was like, it brought over a sense of peace. And I don't think like anyone can really understand unless you've been through like a situation like this. It's odd to say like, I feel at peace that my dad is dying. But it's also kind of like, it's about time. Like it's been, I don't know how he's lived to this age with all of the drugs and the lifestyle that he's led. So the fact that he made it this far and the fact that he's finally dying, it just feels like I've been waiting for this moment, like my whole life. And I mean, when we're talking about abuse too, Jackie, like we're talking physical, emotional, like he also threatened your mom that he would kill her and take you and your brother to some remote location and do who knows what, like that is yeah. so freaking scary. So how did he not wind up in jail? Um, he, so he did end up in jail, like on and off for the past, like three decades. He was even in jail while they were still married at certain points. Um, but my mom, basically when we left, she had to spend everything she had on the custody battle because the court had ordered us to still do visitations with him until I was 10 years old, even though he put us through physical, emotional, sexual abuse. Like we were still being court ordered to see him. So she spent literally every penny she had trying to fight him for custody. Um, and I think she was just so exhausted that when she finally got the win of full custody, like that was it. We left it at that. My brother and I absolutely could have pressed charges like later in life, but I think we were just so in a place of trying to get through our own trauma and move on with our lives that we never did. Um, but yeah, he's been in and out of jail many times. And every time he's got bailed out, there are quite a few flaws in our criminal justice system. I mean, up until a few years ago, you would go to jail longer for holding cocaine than you would for sexually abusing a five-year-old mm -hmm. so like there's many flaws in that way too that I think you just got to a point where you're tired of fighting you just want to move on now how did you deal with the trauma from your childhood Jackie and move towards healing and self-growth while also understanding the choices that your mom had to make which must have been so difficult to understand because you were so young yeah I think I think there was that innate sense of knowing that she was making the right choices for us because I never felt resentful or like my mom was making the wrong choices for us. It was always like, I trust you. We're the three musketeers. This is what we need to do. Um, so as far as that, I never actually started facing feelings of resentment until I became older. So like in the past few years, mainly because I rediscovered my relationship with my grandpa so like coming to terms with the fact that I had to miss out on over two decades with him, I understand why we had to, but I also had to face those feelings of like being kept from him in that relationship. Um, but in terms of the trauma, like I went through over a decade of therapy 
um, dealing with it from a young age, from the age of five, my brother and I were in the children's hospital in Calgary, um, going through therapy with everyone on their staff. Like they have an incredible support team there and they kind of set us up as well into Ontario. So when we moved here, we had like a continuation of care. So I think without that there, without going through all of that therapy and having a very supportive family, like the three of us, I don't know where I'd be today. Honestly, I definitely wouldn't be in this position that I'm in now. And we're definitely going to be getting into therapy discussion and why it's so important and everything in a little bit, but I want to talk next about your husband, Jackie. Mm-hmm. So Jackie, you are married to the most supportive and amazing husband, but I want to back up a little bit and hear about how you met him and that wild elopement of yours. Cause Aaron was saying that it was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a very good elopement. So Owen and I actually went to high school together, but we didn't know each other in high school. Um, And I did a lot of traveling and like soul searching after we graduated. So it wasn't until I moved back from Dublin when I was 22 that we reconnected and we went to a candidate day party and my best friend was dating one of his best friends. And we were kind of like the two oddballs like on the side. Um, and ever since that night, it was, I think I literally flew in that morning and was at the Canada, Canada day party that night. Um, ever since that night, we've been together. So we've been in each other's lives for a long time, but, but really, I guess even thinking of like being 22 and being, we're going on eight years now, which is insane to think about. Oh, So we got, yeah. Yeah. And our elopement was, I was in the wedding industry at the time and I always knew I wanted to elope I think like being in the industry you see the amount of stress that goes into weddings so a lot of my friends who are vendors also eloped um but we did it pretty old school we went to Vegas and we got married in the little white chapel with Elvis and Elvis walked me down the aisle and sang for us and it was iconic (laughs) I have no regrets there and then we rented a Volkswagen bus and we toured like up the West coast of the States. And we went into the Washington, we ended up in the Washington mountains and we had a photographer and a videographer and a florist meet us there. And we did like a proper elopement an entire day there, just the two of us as well. I love it. Yeah. We kind of got the best of both worlds. And then when we came home, we had like a big backyard fiesta to celebrate. So Highly recommend eloping. (laughs) Well, you guys were on this trend before, you know, the pandemic set everybody off into spirals. I know. People like have no choice but to elope or have like small intimate weddings. I know. That is the nice part. Like we eloped because we wanted to. I know a lot of my brides over the past two years eloped because they had to, Mm -hmm. which I feel for in that sense. Now, Jackie, I have to ask you and I want to be mindful about this question like I know that you had met your husband so young when you guys were in high school but like were you ever a little nervous or or worried thinking about the future like especially after seeing what your own dad did to your mom and how he treated you and your brother like yeah what I mean like do you ever think like oh my gosh like am I gonna fall into this pattern Oh, definitely. I think that that thought has crossed my mind. And I know it's crossed my brother's mind too. And we kind of went in opposite directions, which is funny. So I actually never thought I'd get married. um, But I knew Owen was the one because he was the first man that I'd ever felt safe with in my entire life. So for me, that was like, I know he's the one I feel completely safe. And it was a feeling I'd never experienced before. So that made it so easy. Like it made it so easy to fall in love and marry him and like carry on into marriage. I think more so what's affected is kids. So I think I'm very much like a commitment foe having kids um, because like, obviously you're in the back of your head, you're worried about like, screwing up your children when you had such a horrible childhood it's like you don't want to continue that cycle whereas funnily enough my brother has a daughter named Violet and he wants like 10 more kids 
So we kind of went in like opposite directions where like I'm waiting. He just like can't wait to have more and more kids. But one thing that we've kind of come to the realization together over the past few years is that we'd really like to be foster parents. And I don't think that ever would have came about like obviously without the childhood that I was that I had. So I think that's kind of cool. When we're ready, we're, we definitely want to foster. We want to adopt through fostering. And I think it's going to be a really cool, I mean, we can give kids a chance, which is something that my brother and I needed when we were that young. Jackie, I love that. I love that oh, so thanks. much, especially like, you know, that you're even, that you're even waiting until you're ready. But I just have to tell you, A, you're never going to be ready for kids. No oh, one ever is. I know. <laughs> but um. I think, no, I think that you're going to make such an amazing mom, whether it's your own kids, foster kids, like through adoption, like whatever road you end up embarking on with your husband. I think you guys are going to make great parents. Oh, thank you for that. (laughs) All right, Jackie, let's shift gears again and more on a positive note too, because I want to talk about your road to entrepreneurship and what all led you to creating your brand. Yeah. So Basically, I was in university for the second time um, because, as I said, I really didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. So I was actually at Carleton, which is what brought me to Ottawa. And all of the kids in my program were getting like internships with the government. And like, you know, they all wanted to be the next prime minister. And here I was like, I really didn't want to work for free. I didn't see like the value in that but I also didn't want to have a part-time job that paid minimum wage so that's why I actually started my bridal company makeup had it had actually been something I'd studied when I was 18 living in Paris but then it also is just something that was like a passion of mine for years and years since I was very young so it just felt like a natural okay maybe I can't do this as a career but I could start this business while in university and it can be my side hustle and it can pay for my studies. And that's all I ever thought it was going to be. Honestly, I thought it was just going to be like a fun summer job and better than working for minimum wage or for free in an internship. And then it kind of blossomed like throughout university. So by the time I graduated, the business had taken off to the point where I was like, Oh, I can actually, this can be a career. I don't need to go to law school. I can make more money running my own business than I can as a lawyer. Like it just kind of, but it took me like three years to get to that point to finally believe that it was going to be enough because I had studied for so long up until that point, thinking that it never could be a career. Isn't it funny that we think that that's what our, that's what our society's expectations for us are. And it's going to be really interesting when you and I have our conversations with our own kids about what they want to do as a career. And instead of, you know, immediately saying you have to go to school, what direction are we going to put them in? But like, yeah, it's just so interesting, you know, that our parents and every, like most parents are drilling it in our heads. You have to go to school. Society is saying that go to college, go to university, get a career. And then maybe, you know, if you do, if you don't like it, or if you're able to afford it, that's the biggest thing is yeah. the affordability, yeah. then maybe, you know, you could embark on something else, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see like what oh we end God, up like yes. telling our kids someday and, and where that generation is going, or even the conversations that that teachers are having and professors are having with their students now, because, you know, there are just so many options that I'm sure that they're like drilling it in heads, go to school because like no one's going to school. I know. I know. I think that's the great thing about like, is it, is it Gen Z? That's the newest generation. Yes. Okay. I always mix up Z and X. Um, But I think that's the greatest thing about that generation. They're saying it's like the generation that never applies in the first place, like to the jobs, because they are, they have so many options available to them. And like, man, if I was 16 and I knew I could make a living making YouTube videos, like a hundred percent, I would do that rather than working at the local grocery store. Like, yeah. (gasps) Okay. Jackie, we're getting off topic again. I know again. (laughs) Let's talk about makeup. So when did you first start dabbling in makeup? And when did you start noticing that you were actually like skilled in it? Um, In high school, definitely, because I had problematic skin. So I first started using makeup to like learn how to cover 
my teenage acne. And then I fell in love with it from there. Then it became my skin cleared up and it turned into more of like a creative outlet really than a necessity. Um, So I guess like well over a decade now I've been into makeup. And you are like me, we are millennials and we had to learn the millennial way, which is oh, yes. teaching ourselves because we really could have used those YouTube and TikTok oh. videos back in the day. Like I literally, Jackie, you're going to cringe. I literally only just started using like, I don't even know what they're called. It's like those sponges, like for your makeup, for your foundation. Oh, beauty blender. Yes. I yeah. only just started yeah. using it. My girlfriend was like, why are you rubbing that in with your with your fingers and I was like (laughs) I don't know and she's like please use a blender like no wonder (laughs) you have splotches all over you oh my god I love beauty blenders but I also love there is nothing like when you can warm up a product on the back of your hand and use your fingers to apply it so I'm like old school in that sense I'm I still love the finger game But yeah, I mean, I definitely went through a phase when I was 16 of wearing just max black track gel liner, like all around the rim of my eye, like on the upper and the lower and mascara and like nothing else. (laughs) Well, look at who our idols were, like Avril Lavigne, like I remember like wearing the dark liner. My dad would call me like Marilyn Manson all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to be like him. Literally we were. And like, it was like the MySpace era too. I feel like, like. MySpace had become a thing, like scene girls and emo girls were like really in. Yeah, it was, I would have loved some YouTube tutorials back then. Not to mention only just that, Jackie, but your Halloween makeup too is insane. Oh, thank you. It's one of my favorite types of makeup to do. Definitely special effects. Yeah, this so realistic. Oh, thank you. This year I kind of like, wedding season got out of hand we had over 30 weddings in the month of October so I didn't get to do as many Halloween like looks as I would have liked to but I'm gonna just continue into November and December and do a few thanks for tuning in to the OV Boss Babes podcast we're gonna hear from our sponsors don't go away we'll be right back Life Circle doula and restorative justice worker Crystal Toop of Blackbird Medicines addresses audiences as a guest speaker, panelist, blogger, and author with lived experience on a variety of social issues. An experienced consultant with over 20 years working in the frontline social services in grassroots spaces, Crystal guides her clients through cultural competency using the ceremony of storytelling. Be sure to visit Crystal's archive of her previous work on her website at www.blackbirdmedicines.ca and to learn if your organization or event could benefit from the insight and stewardship from an Algonquin matriarch. Find Blackbird Medicines on Facebook and Instagram. Heritage Hearing Care has been helping ears to hear for over 24 years. We are an independently owned clinic with an experienced and knowledgeable team of audiologists, hearing instrument practitioners, and support staff, which includes six women who were either born and raised in the Ottawa Valley or who have been here for decades. Our services are patient-focused. We offer diagnostic hearing assessments, tinnitus assessment management, hearing aid and assistive device consultations, custom hearing protection, wax removal, and so much more. With diverse service models and affordability for each individual that we see, our goals are to improve the lives of families in our community and exceed expectations when caring for our patients. We take care of patients from age two and up from both the Ontario and Quebec sides of the Ottawa River. As Renfrew County is such a large area, we offer remote clinics in Deep River, Barry's Bay and Petawawa. We also have monthly visits to Supple's Landing and Riverview Heights as well, because sometimes life is easier if we come to you. Whether you have questions about your own hearing health or that of a family member, we're here to help. Get in touch with us to book an appointment by calling 613-735-0776. Check out our website at www.heritagehearing.ca and find us on Facebook too. Hello friends, Julia here from Ever After Bridal. We are a consignment boutique. We make it our mission to carry a well-stocked inventory of beautiful designer dresses and gowns, ranging in sizes 2 to 28. 
We offer a mixture of both pre-owned and new dresses for every special occasion. Our inventory includes gowns for brides, dresses for bridesmaids and moms. We also carry gowns for prom, grad and galas. We accept new inventory frequently, so there's always new dresses to choose from. Of course, we have all the accessories too. Consignment with Ever After Bridal is easy. You can make your application online prior to visiting us. Once we receive your application, we will notify you of your payout and fees upfront. An appointment is set, you deliver the gown, we take it from there. At Ever After Bridal, our focus is on you. Our bridal consultants offer private appointments for you and up to three of your besties in an intimate setting so that your experience is completely tailored to you. Take a look at our collections on Facebook and Instagram at Ever After Bridal Boutique Perth. Book your appointment on our website at ever-after-bridal.ca or visit us at 27 Gore Street East in downtown Perth. Your experience with us will make finding your perfect dress a memorable one. Say yes to the dress, Ever After style. Hey, it's Katie Hiska, Pure Country 96.7's newest radio host. You're listening to the Ottawa Valley Boss Babes podcast. Now, makeup filters, Facetune apps, apps like Instagram and Snapchat, they're feeding into our insecurities with their beauty filters and are giving us major body dysmorphia. So Jackie, how do you think that beauty filters are changing the way that we see ourselves? Oh, I think it's had a huge effect, especially on millennials. Um, Gen Z, I think they've been raised to know that everything is filtered and nothing is real online. So I actually think they're a little more aware than millennials are. Um, But specifically, like women in their like late 20s, early 30s, a lot of whom are my clients, um, have been affected in huge ways by all these filters and you know, like even when I'm doing bridal makeup, I get shown photos that have been photoshopped and skin smoothed and like you can't see a single pore or fine line on the face. It takes a lot of educating, um, but it also takes a lot of like, I have to build these women up after because they still like they still are wrapping their heads around this photo that they see online. And especially being a bride, I think there's already such high expectations on women in that industry. So yeah, the filters do not help. Um, I do my best to like post a lot of skin positivity on my own social media. So I deal with acne scarring from my years of bad skin. Um, so I try my best not to filter anything to do like a lot of before and afters where one will be filtered and one isn't. And just like show the real side of everyone has pores, everyone has fine lines, everyone has scarring hyperpigmentation like it's all normal it's all beautiful there's some great influencers in the space that are doing a lot of work around it so thank god for them um and yeah it's something i'd like to continue focusing on more and more on my own platform well one of the ways that you are empowering women to embrace their self-proclaimed flaws and imperfections jackie is the fact that you stopped wearing foundation yourself yeah, I did. <laughs> and I applied. Which is that. mind blowing. I yeah. know as a makeup artist. <laughs> well, as a makeup artist and as like a woman, because that is like one crucial element that I will not give up. Like when you yeah. said that it was hard, but like you, you've done it and you have not looked back. I literally think I could go without blush, mascara, even, even my eyebrow liner. I could yeah. not go without my foundation. No, no. Yeah. I wouldn't want I to. know. I know. It's like everyone's safe space and their makeup bag is the foundation. But honestly, it's been like so liberating. And the less face makeup I wear, the more comfortable I am in my skin and the more like confident I feel, which seems like it shouldn't make sense. Like wearing less cover up and foundation, I should feel insecure. But actually, like the less I wear, the more confident I feel. So it's been like, a fun exercise and kind of empowering, honestly, in a way. It's funny. Cause even when I like showed up on zoom here today, I know nobody can see us. Thank goodness. Cause we, 
<laughs> we both have like wet hair, no makeup. I on. just got out of the shower. Yeah. But the first thing I thought of, like before showing up is throw my foundation on because oh my God. I don't know why. Like I feel like yeah. naked without it. And it's sad. Yeah. And it, it is sad. I think I don't think there's anything wrong with wearing foundation or concealer or as much makeup as you feel comfortable in, but I think it's equally as important to become comfortable without it. So I think using it as a creative outlet is kind of more my jam or my speed, just using it for fun, not as like a, we're women, we already have so much pressure on us in society in general. We're taught that we have, we're taught from a very young age that we have to use foundation and we have to cover up. So yeah, it's just kind of a nice liberating moment in my thirties now. Also that I feel like age has a large part to do with it. In my like teens and early twenties, I would spend like two hours a day on my hair and makeup. Now I'm like, you know what? The world is just lucky to have me. <laughs> like, that's all they're going to get. <laughs> it's a coming of age thing for sure. Because, yeah. Yeah. The amount of times that my dad would be like taking me and my sisters out and being like, girls, come on, like, stop looking at yourselves in the mirror. And now I'm lucky if I can like throw a bra on when I leave. That oh my God. Yeah, exactly. And I think I started like not wearing makeup to weddings this year, which was like, yeah, which is what? wild. Like a makeup artist showing up to like a wedding without makeup on. It seems insane, but it's honestly been the best thing ever. And I feel like clients like and brides honestly love it because they see me showing up like real and raw they see my flaws it's already super nerve-wracking to sit in a chair with a bare face and let a stranger paint your face and like see your deepest insecurities so close so like if I come just like feeling a little more raw and having my imperfection showing through and whatever I feel like it just sets them at ease right from the get-go which is something I didn't really realize was possible like but yeah been it's been honestly amazing and with those 6 a.m start times it's been the best thing ever yeah you don't you don't got time for that you got to get gas and coffee like yeah there is no time to do makeup I know (laughs) I like to say that I like to paint other people's faces more than I like to paint my own which is very true (laughs) now Jackie I want to hear about your full-fledged team and I'm talking the full blowout of hair and makeup babes that we can book for weddings and other special events so when did you start expanding your team and how did you end up recruit women or did you actually have women coming to you saying, I want to be on your team? Um, so actually from like the first or second year I had team members, um, it was always something I knew. I didn't want to say no to the larger bookings, but I knew that brides were going to choose artists that had teams that could take the larger parties and like get them done faster I knew that they would always choose that over a single artist so it's something I started from the very beginning um hair though was hairstylists weren't something I added until about four years ago when I met Stevie who's my senior stylist and now my best friend um and I approached her so everyone I'm trying to think everyone on my team I approached them but I had already put the feelers out or they had told me they were interested and then I made it like official. And my team now, a lot of them, I took complete chances on, like they hadn't actually been bridal makeup artists or bridal hairstylists before they were on my team. And that's been the best thing ever is like building up their confidence and like building up their portfolios and like helping them in the industry because some of them have their own bridal businesses too. That's been like the, honestly, the best part of, about it all. It's just like building them up. So I respect the hell out of that, Jackie, because you are an employer then that everybody wants to work for. And I say employer because obviously you've got a team, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like if you think about when you first get out of college and you are so grateful for that employer that took that chance on you, even though you had no portfolio, you had no experience, no background in, yeah you know, whatever education you had taken, but, and everyone's like, oh, you know, you need the experience. And you're like, well, I don't, I don't have that. Like, can someone please just take a chance on me? And that's what you've done. And another way that you're empowering women, Jackie, is by allowing them to take their creativity and their skill set that they have, learn from you, learn from the other women, and then also bring something completely different to the table. And then who knows, you know, go off on their own adventure or even teach, teach you and your team 
things that, you know, you might not have yeah. learned before. Well, I feel like it's mutually beneficial. Like, yes, I'm building them up. Like I've shared like everything down from my like frequently asked question templates to like my contracts. Like I've shared all of that with my team. And I've said like, feel free to use this in your own businesses because I wish I had that person when I was first starting. Um, but also like when you teach tr- when you treat your team members with respect and you give them that platform where they can grow with you, but also grow beyond you, they're going to be loyal as hell. And they're going to serve you and your business in ways that you couldn't even dream of. So like, I feel like it's mutually beneficial as much as I feel lucky to have them. I feel like they hopefully feel as lucky to have me. So when did you launch your makeup line, Jackie? And what made you decide like, okay, I'm ready for this. And like, I mean, to have your own makeup line. Yeah. You made it like, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I started it uh, four years ago, I think going on five now. And again, it just felt like a natural segue. I was already serving brides um, and I was already gifting them lip touch-ups from other brands. So it kind of felt like an avenue where I could make revenue and I was losing it by referring and buying from other brands. So I started the line with just lipsticks and it was only ever meant to be just for my brides. Um, So I started with like just a few shades of like what I thought would be beneficial to them. And then it's kind of like cannonballed over the years. So it's, I guess not cannonballed, snowballed. So every year it's growing a little bigger. Oh, you can say cannonballed. You can definitely say cannonballed because like, because I don't think that people even realize, Jackie, that you've gone even beyond cosmetics. Like you're yeah. offering apparel, you're offering um, beauty supplies. Like you've even got like little pimple. Yes. What do you call them? The like the pimple stars? patches. Yes. yes. They're actually my greatest seller is the Moonlight Pimple Patches because they're so cute. And it also like goes with the whole vibe of the skin positivity is like embrace our blemishes like let's hide them but let's be cute about it um (laughs) yeah so I've kind of it's grown every year every year I try to add new things um apparel has been something that's been really fun for me to dive into because I've kind of like kept the theme of makeup mains manifestation and thrown in like the cruelty-free aspects so it's been really fun doing the and I never thought I'd do apparel but it's been a fun ride why not right like yeah again Jackie K like I feel like you're gonna be on Forbes's or whatever oh, the Canadian stop. thing is you know of like the top <laughs> 10 like get up there with Joanna Nix like <laughs> no big deal everyone like this is the best Jackie compliment K, no but Jackie K like I can see it being a household name smash and test get up there it's gonna I happen. know I know it will happen manifesting it now And that's kind of like how I always, that's why I actually started as artistry by Jackie first. And then I rebranded very quickly into Jackie K because I saw it being a brand more than just like a bridal hair and makeup business. I always knew I wanted to do more. I'm very multi-passionate. I never wanted to tie my identity to one thing. So yeah, Jackie K has become kind of a brand in itself. And it's fun because I can take it anywhere now. Well, let's just slide right into this transition then, Jackie, about manifestation, because you are big on this, but it's more than just a trending word. And I know that a lot of people use it freely, but they don't really know exactly what it means or how exactly to manifest it other than, you know, maybe thinking if I think really hard and deep about this and wish for it or dream about it, it's going to happen, but there's so much more to it. So tell us. Yeah. So I think manifestation as a concept is very overwhelming, but I don't think it needs to be. So I fell into manifestation after um, I made some poor business choices and I ended up losing a lot of money, like tens of thousands of dollars um, on a commercial space with a business partner and it all fell through. So I was like in the darkest place in business that I've ever been when I discovered manifestation. Um, And I can honestly say that it is has led to where I am in business today um, and the person I am. But I think it's it's more than just creating a, biz- a vision board. It's more than just like saying, I wish to do 200K in my business next year. It's so much more than that. I think at its core, it goes down to mindset. 
So I really had to work on my money mindset issues and feeling like I was abundant and worthy. And without feeling those things, I don't think manifestation is possible. So if at your core, you don't feel like you're worthy of leading an abundant life, I don't think manifestation can work for you. That's not to say, though, that you can't get to that place. But I think you just have to work on yourself first. And then the rest flows from there. So I think it's like easy to see the buzzword on social media and think I just have to um, write it on a piece of paper and put it under my pillow every night, which I have done before. (laughs) And it did work. But it's so much more than that. It's about getting to the root and the core and like, doing your inner shadow work and inner child healing. And it's, it's just so much more than, than what people think, which is why I'm so passionate about it. And I think it's really important to reiterate too, that there is science behind it, Jackie. Like there is, it's been proven time and time again, that it actually does work. But I also think it has to do with confidence I think that like you have to be confident in yourself and you also you do have to put in the work. You can't just yes. like think long and hard, especially when you're thinking like a Matilda scenario where you're like, I'm going to think really, really hard and deep and I'm going to make that thing like that widget move. Yes. But in order for you to make that widget move, you've got to put in the work for it to happen. I'm not saying that magic's going to happen and that you were going to be able to like lift things up and move. Yeah. Them Come on. Every kid I wants mean, like that Matilda yeah. experience. In my dream world. (laughs) Yeah. But like where I'm getting with this, with this like concept is the fact that in order for anything to get moving and to progress and for you to achieve those goals, you've got to put in the work and the time. And I do think you have to have that confidence and able to do it. That's how I think about even my own business. Like my podcast started as a hobby and people are, are all like, oh my gosh, you've been in business for two years now. How is it so successful? Well, I've worked really darn hard and I've like put myself out there and I've also like manifested my dreams to be like, I'm going to get to this point. And when I limit my beliefs by saying like, I don't know if you listen to call her daddy with Alex Cooper. I have listened to it in the past, but I'm not like a regular listener. (laughs) I love that woman. And I love that she is unapologetically herself. But do you think that she's gotten to where she is without putting in the work? Oh my God, no. So no. when I see myself on my podcast, I'm like, where do I want to be? I could limit myself and keep it small, intimate within the Ottawa Valley and Lenar County, or I could grow it further and maybe, maybe someday get a Spotify deal. I don't know if that's really going to happen or not, but. Oh, absolutely. It will. I could see you getting like a partnership with Dear Media and becoming one of those gigantic podcast. I feel, I feel like all you have to do is look at your Instagram page to like, see the amount of hard work that you put into this. Like it is a very real and demanding business that you've put your time into. So like, yes, you've manifested, but it's clear that you put action into it every single day. Jackie, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Of course. Oh, I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling this way. Like I'm sure your entire audience, I mean, that's why you have such a large audience because they all see it. You're amazing. And I appreciate you and everybody that has been along for this ride because yeah, it's not stopping anytime soon. And another thing, Jackie, just while we're still on the topic of manifestation and, and going for your dreams, it's also about gratitude, which you talked about in one of your podcast episodes, which I think if you can kind of elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. So I think something that's been really important for me is not playing the victim uh, and being grateful for every opportunity that's led to this place. And for me, as wild as it sounds, like I am grateful for my childhood because I don't think I would have the drive and the tenacity and the resiliency as a business owner that I do right now if I didn't go through that childhood. Um, And obviously years of therapy helped with becoming grateful for such a thing. I mean, it probably sounds insane to people who haven't been through similar circumstances or done the work or whatever. Um, But gratitude for me is something that I involve in my daily manifestation practices. So every single day, every single week, every single month, I'm writing down what I'm grateful for. But I also frame my goals in that sense. So instead of saying like, I want my business to do 500K next year, I frame it as like, thank you to the universe for already giving me a business that allows me to do 500K in revenue. And I think framing it in that way, like it's already happening to you 
and it's already happening for you is really important in manifestation specifically. Now we keep talking about your podcast, Jackie. So I want to hear more about it. So Kara Miles, again, from the Lash Nook, she was going on and on in her episode about all roads lead to therapy, which I'm now hooked, but you need to put out more episodes, babe. Like I know <laughs> you put your last one out in September. I'm like, I need more of this. Like I I'm know. hooked. I absolutely will. I have like wedding season destroyed me this year, like straight up. Like it how do you was have, the busiest how you have time. How on earth I, did you yeah. have time for it? Like, no, it was the busiest season I've ever had in business, mainly because it was like three years worth of weddings into one. Mm-hmm. So we did almost 200 weddings this year, um, which is wild to think about. But now that it's November, I'm very excited to like focus on the podcast, focus on building my personal brand up again. I feel like I can like come back to all of these things that had to like get put on the back burner. And I'm also going to structure my season next year accordingly so that I don't get into the situation again of burnout. Tell us a little bit more about the podcast, Jackie, because where did like, where did the idea stem from? why did you decide to go down the all roads lead to therapy route where you're not just talking about manifestation and about your story, but you are talking essentially about how all roads really and truly can (laughs) lead to therapy. Yes. So like I chose that name because I thought it was like very cheeky and funny. Um, But it's also very accurate. Like every aspect in my life that I can think of, like everything points to therapy, which I just found so hilarious. Um, So that's how the title came to be. Um, I started the podcast because I knew I wanted to be so much more than just a bridal makeup artist. I knew I wanted to start taking the personal brand to a new level and like to start actually helping people. I wasn't feeling a lot of fulfillment from weddings. It's a very superficial industry. And while, yes, I'm making women feel beautiful, I would love to help women in other ways. Um, So that's how the kind of, that's how the podcast came to be was really, I was looking for an avenue where I could help in less superficial ways. Um, And then it just became like fun. I guess the episodes talking about different things. I never wanted to pigeonhole it and choose a niche. I always wanted to allow it to be anything that I felt like talking about in the moment, um, which I think we're taught, especially as women in business, that we have to pick a niche. I don't think that's true. I think we're multifaceted and we should be able to talk about everything that lights us up. Um, So yeah, it's kind of like a, it brings all of my worlds together, which I have many worlds, obviously. (laughs) Well, I think that we're going to just drive traffic to your podcast after this episode, Jackie, which is like going to really push you to want to put out more episodes because I know that people are really going to want to tune in to hear your story and hear about you talking about manifestation and of course, crypto and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. All of the things. See, (laughs) I've literally, like I told you, like the other day I lived literally binge like almost every episode and I was like where have you been all my life this is amazing oh my god thank you so much for saying that oh I feel the same way about your podcast though I did the same thing I binged it you're amazing (laughs) okay next we got to talk about your other partnership and that is Astrid Park but before we get into Astrid Park Jackie we've got to talk about Billy the Bluebird So yes, (laughs) tell us about the most stylish beauty bar that was Billy. Oh yeah. Billy is my baby. So basically when I was in my last year of university, it was the week that I had to submit my applications to law school. Um, And that was the pivotal week for me where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to law school. And I bought the school bus like the next day I found the school bus on Kijiji I bought it without even looking at it. My husband was not impressed because he was like, this thing is like, he was abandoned in a forest when we found him. So we had to get a tractor to get him out. <laughs> he needed a lot of love. Um, I feel like he I found also, like, a, like a stranded deer versus yeah, like a school bus. <laughs> literally, oh, it was in such rough shape. Like it was he was like so far gone and everyone had just given up on him. And I was like, no, Billy deserves like the good life. Like Billy was made for the good life. (laughs) So after that, I had to, so I finished my degree um, in Glasgow. So I still had like my semester to do. So I bought the school bus and then moved to Scotland and 
left the school bus and my at my brother's house on his tennis court, which he was not pleased about. <laughs> it's like broken down school bus. Um, and then I came back in the summer and I spent like 12 hour days every single day um, converting the school bus into a beauty bar. So he never actually got his first season open as a beauty bar because the pandemic hit. So I was only open a month that October. It was a wonderful month and I was open in Ottawa and I had so much support from the community. Um, It was incredible. But then his first full season would have been opening in April and the pandemic hit in March. Um, So I knew I had to pivot. When When the pandemic hit, I knew it wasn't going to be a two week thing, like a two week lockdown. I knew it was long term. So almost immediately when the pandemic hit, I started thinking of other ideas because I had just invested so much money into this school bus, like tens of thousands of dollars into him. And I needed a plan. I needed a way to make the money back and keep pivoting because obviously beauty, the beauty industry and the wedding industry were shut down for the large part of the pandemic. So that's how he came to be converted into a camper And my business partner, Lana, I had met her at the Imperfect Boss Camp, which Ashley Bowden led. She's also a entrepreneur in the Ottawa area. If you don't know her, you should definitely get her on your podcast. She's incredible. Um, So we were at the Imperfect Boss Camp and that's where I met her the year before or possibly two years before. And I said to Lana, you know, I have this school bus. I need to do something with it. We should start. First, it was we should start a brewery. Then we realized we need a lot of capital and we don't want to take on an equity partner. So we should start a camper motel. And immediately Lana was like, yes. So obviously, like I found my person just as crazy as I am. Um, And then it kind of took off from there. So now we have the school bus. We have a Winnebago, a 1970s one. We have a Shasta camper And we have those bell safari tents as well. And we're expanding this upcoming year with many more campers to come. (laughs) Incredible. Oh my gosh. Well, Jackie, tell everybody a little bit about Astrid Park because it prides itself on creating really fun experiences for guests where folks can unwind and connect with nature and each other. But there's so much more that goes on with this whole, this whole concept. Oh my God. Yes. So really Astrid Park at its core is about unplugging and disconnecting from the real world and getting back in touch with nature, but also with your partner or your friends or your family or yourself. We actually have a lot of people who come and do solo retreats. So really the entire park, we're at a brewery in Pakenham, just outside of Elmont. Um, And the brewery itself has over 70 acres so each camper has its own like private space in the woods where you can completely disconnect um and the entire the entire experience really we created to be sustainable eco-friendly we knew that there had been a problem obviously with the housing crisis and housing specifically in that area being bought up to be converted into airbnbs And we knew we could provide, obviously the demand for tourism was there in that area already. And we knew we could provide a solution that was also cool and eco-friendly and it wasn't taking away housing from locals who needed it. So that's kind of like the whole concept behind Astro Park. It is off-grid entirely. So everything's run by solar. We collect rainwater um, for our showers. Everything's We use composting toilets, which are like the best invention ever. If you haven't heard of them, we converted all of the campers ourselves. So it's like entirely led by women. Lana's not non-binary. So I think it's pretty cool in that sense too. Very empowering. A lot of our guests think that Owen is the camper converter. um, And they laugh when they find out that it's actually me. So... (laughs) It's been a really fun, like empowering ride, honestly, starting that business. Jackie, how do you have time to do all of this stuff? <laughs> like, and well, especially like, can we just like reiterate again, 200 weddings. That means I know. every weekend you're gone. Yes. Like, yes. I have... haven't had a weekend off since, since March, I think. Um, oh, you don't but stop. it's also like, 
oh, it's like every day of the week now weddings because couples are just taking whichever dates they can get. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's insane. Um, but yeah, I, first off, I have to say, I don't have kids. So that frees up a lot of my time. (laughs) I like to make that disclaimer for any of the moms out there that are feeling like garbage right now, listening to this, I don't have kids and I wouldn't have half of what I have right now if I did have kids. Um, (laughs) so that helps a lot, but I also, I don't take days off. I work 12 to 14 hours every day of the week. Uh, Vegas was the first vacation, real vacation I've taken in three years. So like I have made a lot of sacrifices. Um, I don't see friends as often as I would like to, or I could. Uh, I don't see my partner Owen as often as I could because we both do work so much. So there's a lot of sacrifices that have been made over the past few years to get to this point. And I don't think it's for everyone. I think it's a very, it's entrepreneurship can be very lonely, um, especially when you're trying to build out as many things as I am. It takes a lot of dedication and a lot of lonely days. So like, it shouldn't be glamorized, I guess, is what I'm trying to get to. (laughs) It hasn't been easy. Jackie, this has been the best hour I could spend on this Wednesday. And I'm so happy it was spent with you. I'm so grateful to have met you and gotten to know you. And like I said, to continue following along on your journey, listening to more podcast episodes. I'm just, I'm so here for it. Oh, thank you for having me. It was seriously an honor when you emailed me. I was like, are you kidding? Like, I've made it to the big leagues. Holly wants to interview me. Adorable. (laughs) Okay, but Jackie, guess what? We're not done yet because I've got a really fun game of my rapid 10 that I got to throw on you. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Let's go. All right. Who are all your liquid lipsticks named after? Because I feel like you're pulling a Taylor Swift by dropping like names with Eddie, (laughs) Millie, Rebecca. Like, are we pulling like a Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively thing here? Oh, yes. So a lot of them are women in my life who inspire me, but some of them are just like silly. So like, and they were icons from growing up. So um, Daphne is from Scooby-Doo. Georgina is from Gossip Girl. So like some of them have like the fun, just lighthearted. And it's fun to get people to guess too. But then there's like Violet, who's named after my niece. Rebecca is my mom. So like, it's a mix of both. I love it. Yeah. What's one piece of makeup that you cannot live without? Ooh, a good one. I'd have to say highlighter. I love looking and being glowy. So highlighter. Where's the furthest place that you've traveled for a bridal party to do their makeup for a wedding? Um, It'd be Winnipeg, but I guess it kind of counts, but it was for one of my best friends. Astrid Park is relocating to Tulum. Why is that? Oh, so we're actually going to have many locations. So basically, Lana and I want to create the Hilton of camper motels. That's what we tell ourselves. Um, So Tulum is going to be one of the first locations to open, but we'll also have a location in Calabogie. And then Drumheller is next after that. So yeah. It'll do so good (laughs) in Drumheller. I know, right? And I love dinosaurs so much. I grew up in Alberta. So I just like have a connection to that area. I think it's going to do really well there. What are you currently manifesting? Ooh, okay. I'm definitely manifesting um, a larger cruelty-free shop. So I'd like to basically expand the shop to include like all the things, skincare, like home goods, everything, but source it all around being cruelty-free and made in Canada. If someone has never gone off-grid before, what's one thing that they absolutely need to bring for unplugged survival? Ooh, for survival. That's a good question. (laughs) Mine is always water wipes. Like, you know, the baby wipes that are made out of 100% water. They come in handy for so many things, but I don't know about survival survival I guess I would say like flashlight or one of the solar phone chargers they're genius and like just in case you get lost I guess be handy to have Astrid Park officially launches its park passes December 1st so what does a park pass all include um so basically a a park pass is an NFT we're just calling them our park passes 
And it entitles you to discounts at the park at any of our locations, but also the longer you hold the pass, you actually incur rewards that give you free stays, free eats at any of the food trucks on site, free excursions at any of the locations. Um, so basically, it's like a way to reward people who have stayed at the park and supported us from the very beginning. That's what our park pass is. And then we're also going to drop like lots of cool things. So we'll be flying people out on all-inclusive trips to Tulum to see like the park when it's open with us. And like, we'll be doing that just to our park pass holders. So yeah, it's really like a rewards card. If you could team up with any makeup artist, celebrity, local, whoever, who would it be? Okay, I have to say Mario makeup by Mario would be like that was the first master class I ever went to in New York City um and he's still like an absolute icon to me or Pat McGrath because she's like an incredible editorial runway makeup artist and she's responsible for a ton of the trends that we see on the runways every year and Jackie I know because you listen to every one of my podcast episodes that you know this question is coming I know is the one local boss babe that inspires you that you think everyone should know about okay this was actually the hardest question for me to think of an answer to and I still don't have just one person I have two but I'll make it quick so one is Megan from BBX collection she's just like a boss babe she is on social media every day creating a ridiculous amount of content she works so hard. She's built BBX Co. on her own and she's still on her own doing everything. Um, and she took a chance on carrying my line in her shop. And obviously it's been one of those incredible connections you make on social media. So she's the first. Um, second, I'll make it real quick. Her name is Amy Scarlett. She does, she's a fashion designer in Ottawa, but she does custom leather jackets that's like her main specialty and they're all sustainable so she actually like sources the jackets from thrift shops consignment shops and then paints on them by hand so that's another one that I would say amazing well I am going to definitely be taking those two babes along with everybody else that we plugged during this episode Jackie because we want to make sure that everyone that you and I plugged on this episode knows that we talked about them and we are empowering and supporting them. But let's bring it back to you, Jackie, for my listeners who have not heard about you and your team yet, because we want to drive traffic, get those follows up. Although numbers are only just a thing. Let's be honest. Come on, numbers really don't matter, but they're still nice to have. But we also want your books to be completely filled for 2023 and 2024. So where can people find you on the socials? So my business is at it's ITS, Jackie K, J-A-C-Q-U-I-E-K. That's where you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, all of the things. And then Astrid Park is just at astridpark.co. And then like we said earlier, you can shop from Jackie as well at her cosmetic line. She's got apparel. She's got all the beauty supplies too. And she is just on a freaking roll. Jackie, I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad we met. And I still find it so hilarious of how our, like our paths met and, and how we have like the same mutual friends. And it's just, it's so funny. What a small world. I know. I can't believe that either. That was literally the last person I was thinking you were going to say. Well, you're going to have to come visit and like come for lunch. Oh, I will. We'll have like a business lunch. Well, just expensive. Yeah. We'll make it an expense. We We have to. We absolutely will. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this month's episode of The Baby on the Brand with our guest, Jackie Kay. Follow her if you are not following already. Book yourself if you are a bride. Book with her and her team. You guys will not regret it. And be sure that you're following us, OB Boss Babes Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, and of course on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get this episode because we are publishing new episodes every week. We will be back next week with another Boss Babe who might be in your community. So be sure to follow along.